Ready? So. No. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. So it's Sunday, May 31st, and this is our first recording since the George Floyd protests um, have happened as a result of that police brutality. And so we just wanted to acknowledge um, that it's been... Uh, an awful week for for everybody and you know our thoughts are, are with every one of the protesters and we are obviously wildly against police brutality and just you know wanted to yeah. acknowledge what's going on because it's just yeah so awful but you know necessary yeah. and we hope to we hope the situation we hope the you know yeah. continue to have the conversation and actually change things from the inside yeah. out yeah I mean, that's really the, that's really it. Like hoping that, you know, George Floyd's murder comes, helps inspire the change that has been needed for literally hundreds of years in this country. And that we don't just let his murder be in vain. And the protests are a response to that, a very good response to that. And so we stand with them we say Black Lives Matter. And, you know, we all do our part in our own ways to hope for change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and with that, we hope yeah. we can bring you some fun and joy this week because it is our hundredth episode. <laughs> Don't look at yeah. day over twenty-one. <laughs> well, no, I think I think I think it's actually good of us. Uh, you know, it is a good thing. Like we like the quote says, like you know, yeah, racism isn't a thing for black people to solve. It's a thing for white people to solve. So we all need to be having these conversations and acknowledge what's happening in the world around us. And I'm so glad that we are doing that as friends, and that we can take this episode and maybe bring some joy and maybe a distraction from the rest of the news happening in the world for just maybe 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah. If you need it, it, we're here for you. Not even joking. So this week for our hundredth episode, we decided to you guys, the listeners as our guests, like we're not going to have anybody else. You guys, you guys as questions are yeah. our guests this week, which is so exciting because this podcast would She's be nothing without our listeners. Obviously. Yeah. We thank yeah, we we uh we <laughs> let Alan do the <laughs> do the soliciting of questions because Brent and I are too sensitive. We're, 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 too, we're too afraid so. to say anything negative about <laughs> ourselves. Great. You have I no understand. Idea. I've never I'm I'm like so every now and then I've been like, well, maybe I'll I'll do that thing. Like Ryan O'Connell does a lot of like ask me anything, you know? Yeah. And on his Instagram and like people will just ask him all these questions. And I'm like, I mean, I could do that. <laughs> But no, I'm you couldn't. You're so petrified. You're of, painfully yeah. shy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I could. I just couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I really. Some might do say it. annoyingly shy. Who <laughs> <laughs> would say that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love. I mean, I get, I'll, I'll admit it. I, I, I. You can call me anything. I feel like. I feel like I've been called everything. Like I don't care. I love looking in the comments. I love looking in the reviews on iTunes. Speaking mm-hmm. of guys, if you love the podcast, please go and leave us a review on iTunes or any of the platforms mm-hmm. because they are very helpful. And you might see one from Brent that's a negative review of a Challenge Scott. <laughs> um, so yeah, leave us a review. But I love it. And even the people who hate the podcast but still listen. You know what I mean? I feel you. I I hate listen to a lot of things and hate watch a lot of things. So. 
Sure. Just hate don't rate it if you hate it. Just listen. <laughs> Just listen. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Okay, so we have some questions that we got Great. from listeners, and let's just go through some of them. Some of them are deeper than sure. others. Um, sure. But I think, sure. I, think, I think we'll have a lot of fun. The first question was, and I didn't want to say where they're from because I don't want people to get hate. Um, are you mm. friends outside the podcast? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, well, you know, yeah, yeah, kind of like the cast right. of Friends. We we just get paid a lot of money to, to do this podcast, yep. and we yep. have no interest. No, they're well, actually no. I guess are they are friends. friends. Yeah, yeah. That was a bad analogy. No, no, we we all have been the friends. cast of Will and Grace. That they're not friends. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> wait. So has it been? It's almost fifteen years, I guess. When did you When did you move to New York, uh, Brent? I moved to New York in '06. Oh, so a little less than that then. Uh, so I guess 12 years we've all been friends. Yeah, thir- 12 yeah. or 13 years. Wait, yeah. when did you move? I was there in 2004. Oh, wow. I was there okay. and, well, yeah. I never left. Well, yeah, you, yeah. Never, you never really left. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Elliot and Alan are, you know, two of my dearest friends. I don't like the term best friends, but <laughs> they're, they're two of my, well, I two think of you my dearest say... friends. And I, I, I would crush Alan's head if I could. I, yeah. I'm sure that's what the uh, listener <laughs> No, but I think that's what makes this friendship at. so great is that we each, like, we're all collectively very good friends. And I think you could argue that we're all best friends, but that, yeah. but that we all have different types of friendships with each other even mm-hmm. oh, yeah i think sure. that's true for sure yeah yeah you guys I, talk about the view and you know i have more uh, i guess a more complicated view of the world but uh yeah <laughs> yeah uh, i do i will i actually i do have a memory once uh this is back in back in 2012 <clears throat> uh alan and i were at a, were at a bar and we were discussing, I think it was the Republican nomination oh, process. I know this. Oh, yeah. And I forget, I don't even remember the, the tenor of the conversation, but it was it was a contentious one. Yeah. And, I forget too. I don't remember. And I think at one point I maybe later I was like, you know, almost every time I hang out with you, there's a moment in which I'm ready to just <laughs> call you an asshole and leave the bar. Yeah. And Alan, you looked at me and you go, that's my favorite part. That's my favorite part of when, when yeah. I was hanging out. Yeah. I uh, thought you were yeah. going to mention the time you guys were talking about politics in the front part of a gay bar, and somebody turned to you and said, Am I right? And somebody say, Who's Hillary? Is that right? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, that. no, no. And somebody said, Somebody said they couldn't believe you were talking about politics at a gay bar. Oh, oh, oh. I do remember that. Yeah. I think that did That was in WeHo. That was in, that that was was in at, WeHo. Yeah, that was in WeHo. I forget where, though. Oh, God, that's right. That was yeah. in... Yeah, they were like appalled. appalled I do think we were yeah. talking about judges. I think we were talking yeah. about like... We were going Circuit in court judges. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's right. I had forgotten <laughs> about that. Well, there, I, that, that used to be a litmus test for me in New York. If I was like about to go home with someone, I would ask them how they vote. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> there, was, there is a question that sort of piggybacks on where we went with this question. Um, and it is there, do you ever fight after discussing something on the podcast? And I would say, I would say we don't fight. We definitely have deep disagreements sometimes on the podcast and 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 it's because we're very passionate and believe that we are 100% correct all of the time. Uh, <laughs> and 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 I think that brings about a very sort of nuanced fun friendship for people to listen to and a, a debate for people to listen to. It's very you know, it's very Whoopi and Megan. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, am I Megan? Wait, wait I'm I'm, I'm Whoopi, know. right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think um, uh, we've actually we have taken out 
one or two of our more contentious arguments uh, <laughs> never, were never released. One, one yeah. which was was close to a shouting match. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It was between Alan and myself. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I you know, I I enjoy. I enjoy being challenged, but I also get frustrated. You hate it. You hate and, it. And, uh, well, it's just a, it's just a, a chance to prove how right I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, uh, but you know, I think that's, that's, you know, well, it sort of speaks to both of, of our natures. Like, you know, Brent feels very confident about what he believes. And I think that's a very good stance. And I have always been a type of person that, I'm not going to go 100% along with everybody all the time. I'm just not. <laughs> and so, so it's a, it, 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 it's, it's good. It's healthy people. You should have that in your friendships because it brings yeah, about think, a deeper friendship. And I think Alan really struggles a lot with the truth. And <laughs> I think he struggles with, with being correct. I'm going to uh, edit this part you know, out. You know, the, fu- um, the funny thing is, is like we agree uh, in, in particular on politics, we agree 95% of the time, but I think yeah. it's like, I, I do, I do worry sometimes that our relationship kind of plays out sort of like online relationships are playing out where it's like, we're fighting bitterly over the details, which. Well, I mean, I, that, I think that, but I also think that's where a lot of Americans are, which is why I think it's good. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, fundamentally we know where we stand with each other and it's, it's, it's sort of, even if you agree principally on an issue, but agree, uh, disagree on the execution of how something should be handled or talked about or whatever, those kind of conversations are the ones that I think create change and help people, you know, understand ideas more. You know what I mean? You know, I sent this to you. I sent this to Alan. Um, this is a very Brent Allen text. I, uh, I found, I love watching Sonia Sotomayor, one of our oh. Supreme Court justices. Yeah. I love watching her give lectures, uh, not lectures, but give like Q and A's because uh, I think like all of the justices, to be honest with you, um, they all tend to sort of try to, you know, use a rhetoric that goes above sort of partisan bickering. And they try to kind mm-hmm. of talk about how they work amongst themselves and they have a really deep appreciation uh, for each other's opinions, even if they don't agree, um, which I find heartening in a time like this. Yeah. But uh, I sent it to Alan because you should, anyone should, should watch Tonya Sotomayor because when she does Q and A's, she goes into the crowd she's almost like a rock star in slow motion because she walks yeah. very slowly, but she will just, just reach out and like touch people. Yeah. And of course people are excited to shake her hand, but then sometimes she'll just grab someone's shoulder and you can see that like, cause she's on camera. You, you, the person will be like, Oh my God, Sonia Sotomayor is touching my shoulder right now. And then she'll like make an entire row of people stand up because she wants to just cross the aisle to get to the yeah. other row. It's just hilarious to watch. And I had, I found this clip of her at, giving a lecture at Tufts and like, I was like the only one and the only person in my life who would appreciate this is H. Allen Scott. So I said, oh, I did. And, <laughs> and I, you did. I believe how, how did I respond? Oh, I responded with my favorite Sonia Sotomayor moment is when she randomly was probably going to Costco to pick up olive oil or something. And she happened <laughs> to come across Hillary Clinton signing oh, books. That's and right, that's and the right. two of them bonded at the Costco right next to the samples, right. which that's I... Right. I think it's the best moment in the past 10 in years the, of right, history. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so do another question. Yeah, uh, sure. What's the hardest part of doing a weekly show? I mean, that would probably fall on me because I try to find the, the, the topics um, mm-hmm. and the guests. So, you know, for better or worse, I'm trying to find stuff for us to talk about that is interesting. And, you know, I think we've, you know, we've talked recently about trying to, avo- to step away a little bit from like the politics of, of stuff mm-hmm. and 
veer a little bit more back into like lifestyle and the stuff that makes us laugh or, or angry or both of those things. Um, and, but it's not hard. It's not hard. I think often I'm just, if anything, I'm just like disappointed when I go on like the gay blogs (laughs) and stuff. And like the majority of the stories are, you know, about like someone's butt or like porn stars or something, something sensational or salacious or like clickbaity. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, can we, yeah. like, there's gotta be, like, I have to really dig to yeah. find stuff that's interesting to talk about that relates to queer culture, but that isn't, Yeah, that's why I go to lesbian blogs, because they're, they often, right. <laughs> queer, queer women seem to be more interested, at least by these blogs, you know, yeah. by account of the blogs, and talking more about, like, the nuance of life, and, like, what it means to be queer as a person, not just, not just your sex drive, and so that, yeah. that can, that can yeah. be a challenge for sure. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Alan. Oh, no, I often, I mean, just so as Elliot does that, I am often the one who usually is like, why are we doing this story about this homosexual? (laughs) I can't give a fuck about it. Like to me, because of my background in news and journalism and writing, I I tend to get very sort of like, this isn't news. And it's because something was created for clickbaity stuff or whatever. And I also firmly believe that like, you know, the news for queer people doesn't necessarily only exist in queer spaces oftentimes you know people are impacted by things that are happening on random stories published in the new york yep. times and that yep. we could talk about the CNN. queer yep. the queer the queer sort of experience within a major news story like you know everything that's happening right now in america with the pandemic and with protests and with everything there's a queer element to it as well and so you know, I think oftentimes queer people get lost in only looking at the queer sites. Look at all the other yeah. sites and see how it impacts other queer people. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 interesting that way. I mean, because gay journalism often feels like it corner, you know, cat like follows a certain corner of things. Mm-hmm. And as the the shitty part about it is balancing the idea of something that is clickbaity with the knowledge that it is something that people talk about. And right. yeah, while I am too afraid to venture sure. into Twitter because I find it to be vicious, I understand yeah. that it exists and that it's where conversations are happening. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So thankfully, I can go to Reddit instead. <laughs> <laughs> Should I do another question or do yeah. you have something, Brent? Um, uh, what is the best thing? about living on the west coast i'll let elliot answer this oh my god oh Oh, yeah elliot loves it and i hate that he loves it (laughs) go ahead what's the hate i love i love driving i love the fact that i can find green space almost anywhere it's all beige everything in la is beige but sorry continue go ahead (laughs) no you're you have to look for it but Mm -hmm. there's, there's so much beauty in california and you can go to the beach you can hike you can it, there's just so much to do and also people are so much nicer than new york i'm you know raised in new york and anytime we would leave even long island my mom would be like see people are nice outside the city mm-hmm. and it's like yeah because people are polite and <laughs> long island is so aggro and and macho and toxically masculine and sure. here in la it's just i don't know it's just different i find people to i like I can deal with hippies, you know, I'm more of a realist, but I can take the like woo-woo hippies and just roll my eyes and go yeah. with the flow, but you, yeah. you can take woo-woo hippies because you're the aggro driver that literally throws pennies out his car at the hippies <laughs> when he doesn't approve of something. Pennies. 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 <laughs> Elliot has stopped that. But for, wait, are you, do you still do the pennies? If I have like, if I'm really angry, I'll just literally grab a water bottle and just toss it. Okay. All right. <laughs> 
Oh, hey. It really worries me when you do that. Yeah, like, do those things. I know. Don't I do know. it. Don't do it. Um, so they another crazy in their cars. Crazy. Insane. I, I'm, I mean, every time someone pisses me off, in the, in the slightest, and I'm, pre, I'm relatively zen in my car when I drive, every time I get pissed off, I am guaranteed to spend the next two to ten minutes imagining killing that person. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm not and I'm not a murderer. Yeah, like and you're a slow and driver and I'm a slow driver. So if I can do that, then like you don't want to fucking fuck with someone who actually is a murderer. <laughs> you don't want to piss him off. I also think there's a murderer. There's a murderer always around the corner. So like I agree I'm with convinced. you. Do you yeah. ever have that feeling in New York? I don't like the West Coast as much as the East Coast, but I, it's just fine. But in New York, when I was on the train. I would think about this all the time. How close am I standing oh, yeah. to a murderer? Like, oh, yeah. Is there anyone, like, have I ever been, like, next, like, standing right next to someone who, like, I don't mean, like, a murderer that, like, di- served his time. And, like, a, I mean, someone who, like, didn't get caught. Make it kind of more exciting. I'm with you. Uh, I, I'm a crime, you know me. I am a crime junkie. I am always sure. looking for the criminals around me and trying to solve the world and save the world. So, like, I am there. I always think the murderer is right next door to me. And guess what? I'm prepared. Mm. Yeah, I don't think um, I've ever thought that once in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another question we have is, what, in your opinion, is required queer reading? I figured I would start Ooh. this because Elliot and Brent can't read. Um, <laughs> uh, my required reading, uh, Faggots, by now, unfortunately, this past week he passed away, the late Larry Kramer, is one of the best sort of queer books I think you you can read. Um, wait, wait, what? I'm sorry, what's the title? Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) You son of a bitch. I also, one that I really love that is underrated and is never on anybody's list, but I think is really important is Michael Cunningham's A Home at the End of the World. It's also a novel, but it's about sort of like gay life in the 80s in New York, 70s and 80s, and it's really, really interesting. Um, And then the last one I had that was really impactful was Making Gay History, uh, a really great gay history who wrote there's, that? There's so many. Uh, someone named Eric I wrote that. something. I forget. You wrote um, that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah. I mean, there's there's tons of great gay history books, but like that one was really concise up until it went. I forget when it was published. Yeah, I mean, I would also say I was going to say faggots too, and also like you know, Elliot loves be, Larry Kramer. I do. I do love Larry Kramer, and I've gotten shit for it too, which I guess. Well, he I guess was complicated. Is, he was. Complicated. He was complicated. Yeah, and I love him as well. Very. I love I, him, and yeah. and and may he rest in peace because he was quite or rest in power because he was mm, quite go. an inspiration to me. Um, also, um, I'm looking at my bookshelf. Uh, the Velvet, The Velvet Rage, uh-huh. uh, is a good book, a really interesting read. And then I was sent. I don't even know if it's out yet, but I got a copy of. I was sent a copy of a book called Legendary Children. Oh yeah, that's mm. that was really good. It was it yeah. was really yeah. interesting. I read. I got a copy of that too. It's really. Oh, it's I, really good. I think I yeah. heard about that. It, it's about like a bunch of kids, like just these legendary kids. The boxcar, the boxcar children. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I no, love the boxcar children. Me too. If you like, if I you like, but if you like drag race, or you like, or you're interested in sort of the the pioneers of not yeah. just drag but like perform like queer underground performers it's mm-hmm. it's a really it's a really well written book really interesting well, and it's also it really is a good indication of sort of like you know queer performers and queer sort of nightlife spaces are really the cornerstone of gay life for the past 20th century was really that that was where we had gay life and so it's yeah. uh, really it's very it's very enlightening cuz it's like to think that you know again something like drag race is so 
queer mainstream now, if not mainstream mainstream. And this book details these people who were doing this stuff very, very much privately and, and really, yeah. you know, in secret. And yet they were legendary. And it's, it's just an interesting book that mm-hmm. sort of traces the beginning of it to like this huge mainstream yeah. language about it. So anyway, how about you, Brent? Uh, well, I don't, I don't read, I don't read books, yeah. uh, <laughs> but we just had a, a guest on our podcast, Dr. Eric Cervini. Uh, oh, he sent yes. me his book, The Deviant's War, and I can't wait to start reading the first 12 pages before I quit. But <laughs> yeah. uh, he was a really yeah. insightful, thoughtful guest. So yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. Is there like, a, um, like a, a text of some kind, like a movie or a, any like anything that is like queer icon is like is you know, you know I, I will of a book to you yes Elliot yes and I remember really I really appreciated Jurassic Park I thought it was oh good it's it's by <laughs> Laura Dern um, was writer, basically an author named Michael Crichton and mm-hmm. and Laura Dern is I believe she was in Ellen's coming out yep. episode that's very right. important. <laughs> Um, I have to say, Laura Dern, when she runs away from that, like, electrical tower place and she, like, yeah, closes and the she's gate. cobbling. Oh. When her, her crying there is one of the funniest scenes of crying ever because she literally, like, closes the gate <laughs> and goes... <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest yeah. thing I've ever seen. I love yeah. it. Wait, movie-wise, yeah. is, does, like, with you, for you guys, just out of curiosity, did, like, the normal heart or, like, Philadelphia or, or Angels in America were any of those, oh, I like, loved... Super... Um, oh, Moonlight. I thought Moonlight yes. was... Mm. Great! I really like. I loved Moonlight. I thought I thought Moonlight was great. So there you yeah, go. That's it. I think Moonlight, but I think like for subversive sort of gay early Hollywood stuff, I think um, two films: Rebel Without a Cause is probably one of the most important gay films of the nineteen fifties. Oh sure, watch. Yeah, and then also uh, Alfred Hitchcock's first American film, Rebecca, is a very oh. sort of like lesbian love murder story Ooh. thing which is really really good it's really good but wow. rebel without a cause is about a gay oh person? yeah it is so kind you of have, you yeah, have yeah. to watch it because it's so blatantly gay salminio oh, was gay in real life and he was murdered um i believe it was a hate crime he was murdered uh mm-hmm. he it basically is in love with james dean and and he he puts I think a picture of him in his locker and everything and then the film plays out and whatever but you it's kind of very, have to like watch it through the gaze of yeah again, a gay person yeah. and pick up on the bits and pieces that might have been lost on a straight audience which is mm-hmm. so interesting to me it's so interesting because now it's yeah. like this is fucking faggotry at its best yeah it's um, wild. okay I saved my last three listener questions um, for the end because they're my favorite uh, first of the three fuck marry or kill. Matthew Dempsey, Max Emerson, or Nico Tortorella? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Which wow. I think is probably that's a really brilliant the question. Best question. That that's was a really brilliant. Um, should um, I start because I can do mine really easily, and I know yeah. you're probably struggling, Elliot. Um, oh, uh, Elliot. Elliot's actually beat red right now. I think I think he might struggle. Yeah, with this. I don't think he's gonna. I actually, I'm gonna make a guess. He's not gonna answer it, and he'll probably ask I, I, it out. I can't um, answer it. It's too. I just can't. It's. Oh, too let me let me try, and maybe you'll be inspired. So I think Nico needs to die. Um, okay. I, he's got to be killed, and I think uh, I think I would probably fuck Matthew Dempsey then, um, oh. and then marry Max Emerson because I'll have like I'll be verified on Instagram. <laughs> mm. You know, I, I I've touted this before. I've bragged about this before, but I. I would never know any of these people if it wasn't for Elliot and or this <laughs> podcast. And I was, even recently, I, I'd forgotten Max's name. Um, 
And I had to like look it up on our own like Instagram to be like, hey, who's that guy? Like the guy with all the followers. But I did, I did think that Max was uh, a good, uh, mm-hmm. uh, a good sport for coming on our podcast. And I, and he's a handsome guy. So I guess I would marry him. Ooh. Uh, I would probably kill, not seriously, but I would kill Matthew Dempsey. Mm. Um, and the other guy, I guess I would fuck. I don't know. I, I have no idea what what. Wait, what, Elliot, you have to answer. I can't. I, I, Why I can't I, you? I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. It's. I can't oh, do wow. it. Let it be known that Elliot is a <laughs> pussy. Yeah, right. Um, Okay, we'll move on to the next question. But let me maybe see if I can answer for Elliot. I think he would kill Nico. I think he would probably, actually the same as me. He'd fuck Matthew and he'd marry Max. I think that's, Mm. I think that's, uh, what do you think, Brad? I think he would kill Dempsey, maybe fuck Nico and marry Max. I could see that too. I could see that too. Okay, we'll go with those two. Elliot's Um, Elliot's just silently shaking his head right now. Uh, okay, so the other, uh, the second to last question. If the podcast were made into a movie, in your own opinion, each of our own opinions, who would play us in the movie, basically? Oh, wow. I think, or oh, Brent, do you want to go first? Um, I can tell you guys first and foremost that in, once in an acting class last year, a couple of years ago, uh, one of the, one of the, exercises was to describe somebody as like a blank meets blank you know like the the common knowledge of like this person this celebrity meets this celebrity is who you are who your vibe is yeah and i was petrified petrified that somebody was going to say something really insulting and luckily the woman who ended up getting my name to have for the exercise was like the create this crazy middle-aged woman who was like on another planet like didn't I remember this anything and she was and 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 listen the rest of the class like she went last for whatever reason and again the rest of the class is like oh for this person it's like jennifer aniston meets reese witherspoon for this person it's you know uh, jake gyllenhaal meets uh uh you know i don't know whoever and for and for me again this is the last question in the class this lady trish described me as sylvester stallone <laughs> versus E.T. Oh, my God. (laughs) Not only did she not get the exercise, but it was like, wait, is Sylvester Stallone you, like, acknowledging my my build, I guess? And then versus, I don't even know where she got that. And then I guess E.T. because the character's name in E.T. is Elliot. So oh I, I that's God. I have wow. no idea. But Sylvester wow. Stallone versus ET is the best, and that's a tattoo oh. I want. Wow, that's intense. Um, all right, I'll go. If if there was a movie based off our podcast, here's who I would cast. That's the question, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alan would be Cameron Mannheim. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Elliot is Elliot is Tyne Daly, <laughs> and I would be Tilda Swinton. Oh, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton, I like that. Yeah. I, li- I would probably so if I was casting a film, I would have um, who's the guy from from uh, Parks and Rec, the the janitor. Rock. Uh, oh, what's his name? He was married to Nick Anna Offerman. Fer- he was married to Anna. Oh, Ferris. Chris, oh. Uh, Chris, Pratt. Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Chris Pratt. Chris yeah. Pratt. I would have Chris Pratt play you because it would be funny to see him in a beard and glasses. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I would have Jake Gyllenhaal play Brent. Um, Thank you. Because I would I want Brent to actually be able to sing. 
for once mm-hmm. in his life. Okay. Um, and right. Jake Gyllenhaal Harsh. It would be a musical. Um, and then I would I would have Kathy Bates play me. I mean, she's forever me. Uh, <laughs> right. So I think that's. I, but she would have to play me. <clears throat> Like as a like in drag, basically. Like she'd have to have the short hair and the, <laughs> she'd have to lose some weight. <laughs> I think lose some wait, I see, I think if I casted the movie, Di- you'd be played by Diane Keaton. Diane yes! Keaton. Yes. Karen Mannheim, Diane Keaton. I'm done. Whenever I would meet Alan at bars in New York, he would always say I he'd be like, Hey, I'm in the back, I'm the guy that looks like Diane Keaton. And guess what? <laughs> Nothing <laughs> No, not really. <laughs> I would want Brent to be played by either Telly Savalas or Nia Vardalos. So Brent again <laughs> touch with his Greek side. His I love Nia Vardalos. Sure, sure. And I guess I would want to be played by like, oh boy. Um, God, I, 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 maybe like CCH Pounder or something. Oh, what that would be. <laughs> yeah, we, we've gone over this before in the pot. You last time we brought it up, Brent, you didn't know who CCH Pounder CCH was. CCH Pounder. That's <laughs> not a real name. There's uh, no way that's a real name. She's a middle-aged um, uh, black female actress who's been in like some artsy. She was in. She's in like a lot of like arts house movies, mm-hmm. and I just love how serious she is. And her Instagram mm-hmm. is amazing. Okay, I just All love right. the <laughs> Wait, we have we have one more question before my the, the end question because I, I I have to bring this up. I'd be remiss not to. Who, if you had to choose your favorite or your most exciting guest that you we had on the podcast or topic, what would it be? from the past hundred episodes. Most exciting. Uh, or like to you, what's most exciting? Um, for me, the, probably the, oh, that's hard actually now. I come to, cause I don't want to leave anybody out. Yeah, of course. Well, I'll, I, I can start because I just have a couple of memories. I'm all about, I'm all about fun. I'm all about laughter. And I, I can remember, even though I've enjoyed all of our hundred guests, 99 or so guests, uh, I thought, uh, Guy Branham was hilarious. Oh, Brian yeah. Safi was hilarious. Paula Pell was astronomically amazing. So yes. I just remember having so much fun talking with them. Yeah. Uh, so Guy Branham, Brian Safi, Paula Pell. Paula Pell is in like a, some fucking thing. She's on a billboard now. That's a little yeah. like the dream in LA is to be on a billboard. Paula Pell is on a billboard mm-hmm. right now, so I'm jealous. Yeah, I think uh, for yeah. people, Paula Pell was one of the one of the she's one of the funniest people I've ever met mm-hmm. and uh and I think I said to her on the podcast I think I told her on the podcast if I didn't I can say it now but I was an intern at SNL in college and right. she worked there and I just I just you know worshiped the ground she walked on and so to be mm-hmm. able to have this long standing chat with her where she's talking about going uh code les when she yeah. when she saw like a string of dog, dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paula just just slays me she is so funny Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Guy is so, so fucking funny and, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I, but I, again, I just keep going back to Paula. She was just so much. Paula was incredible. I mean, yeah. my, I love Paula, my favorite, my absolute favorite, probably just cause I was so genuinely surprised by how chill and funny she was, was Patty Harrison. I thought she was, I mean, it was such a highlight episode for me. She was just so Funny, um, and then uh, the the and Danny Pellegrino, our first repeat guest. Oh yes, so Danny's great. incredible, and our first three guests that that recorded with us before we were a podcast: Alaska, Nicole, and and um, oh yeah, uh, oh God, help me, help me, help me, Moshi, Moshi, uh, and Moshe. and Moshe Kesher, and but my favorite moment on the podcast ever, probably ever in the history of actually our friendship, was when Elliot Glazer um, awkwardly tried to 
understand um, the sexuality of Kevin Porter. Uh, the, the oh, that's right. <laughs> that was that was because Elliot. Elliot tries to be Wait, so, so nice. So let me explain. Let Please. me explain. Yeah. We had two two guests. They were great, Demi and Kevin. And Kevin, uh, and I think Kevin. I think he even said this on the podcast. Kevin yeah. does have an effete affect. Uh, I should say affect, but he has an effete personality. I, I think I assumed he was gay. And then I forget exactly how it came out, um, <laughs> but they were sitting they were sitting down and Elliot somehow, like it came out that Kevin was not a gay man. And I think we all maybe were a little surprised. Nah, I, just, and, I was dying at Elliot's and turning so red. He's even red now. He was so... Yeah fucking it was the fun because elliot like i'm i'm so upfront like if i if i'm confused about something i'm gonna be like hey what are your pronouns or like are you gay like i'm gonna be that person it's sometimes abrasive i know but i'm gonna be that person but elliot is so nice so fucking nice that like he was dancing around like the wording go back and listen to that episode it's really funny um i did the same thing to ray sani who was a good sport she was like i'm not gay yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I thought you were. Wasn't there someone you know on the else? podcast who said they, they didn't? What was it? It was something. Someone within the last like twenty episodes, they were like, "Oh, I don't oh. date men," and I was like, "Oh, why are you taking a break?" And they're like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Oh, I don't know why I just like assumed she was straight and I can't remember now. That was so fun. I know you were right. Are you taking a break? And for some reason I was really embarrassed about, I I would say one out of every three to four episodes, I say something that embarrasses me for like hours after the recording. (laughs) I'm trying to remember who who that was. was While you think of that, the other person who made me laugh so, so hard is Ever Maynard. Yes. Ever Ever is so funny. And her, she and like, also, like Fortune Feimster, mm-hmm. they, they both have these like unique spirits about them that make them so fun to talk to, and they can be so disarming in the most like joyful, gleeful way. Yeah, um, and I just I just love talking to them. Ever with talking about her hair is like the best the best. The yeah. best yeah. She made me like gut cackle laugh. She's oh, so truly. Um, okay, so our last question is uh, if if. If we were having a dinner, like your dream dinner situation, mm-hmm. right? Or in this situation, a gay one, a brunch. We're having a brunch. Okay. Um, who, from any space of queer sort of history or reality, like who would you, if you could invite two, dead or alive, who would you invite to this brunch? Um, I can start. I have two pretty weird answers, of course. Um, my first one would be Joey Boots. Joey was an extraneous, <laughs> uh, a sort of a... Also a not a ex- name. Uh, it was a nickname, name. but Joey was an external, <laughs> a sort of an extraneous character on um, uh, Howard Stern. He was in the Wack Pack, <laughs> right. and he was he was this big, fat, like, a, aggro dude who was, like, a, a veteran, and he was kind of, like, a, he kind of, like, towed the line of, like, Wack Packer, which means sort of, like, fun... Freak, like not freaky, yeah. but like an, a, an other in the in in culture, somebody a little bit out there. He towed the line between being in on the joke and not on the joke. But that, with all that being said, he was this crazy character who was always getting in fights and was single-handedly like most famous for screaming "Baba Baba Booey Baba Booey" on like live live reports yeah. mm-hmm. and sort of trying to, in a way, culture jam, even if he may not have known what that meant. Mm-hmm. But he came out late. He, he yeah. died from a heart, uh, I believe a heart attack at a pretty young age, but he had come out pretty recently, which was kind of a, sh- a like just a real shock. 
Mm. And the best part about it was that he just was this gruff New York dude who came out and was so unapologetic about it that he would just be, he was just so himself and God, I would love to talk to him. And then my other guest would be also, this is a very deep, odd, weird cut, but there was a reality show a few years ago that nobody watched called small town security that took Uh. place at this like rent a cop, security yeah. firm in rural georgia nobody yeah. saw it, it i was watched a it i watched brilliant it. show yeah. and one of the central characters on this show was this sort of um gruff mysterious cop who was like the head of the security firm the head of like the of like mm-hmm. quote-unquote training but it was all sort of a mirage because rent cops are not actual cops mm-hmm. anyway his name was dennis croft and he was so intense and so much like a cowboy kind of. And then it turned out he revealed that he was trans and he had this really interesting relationship with both his coworkers and the world. Yeah. And um, he's, he is very much still alive and just such a fascinating guy. Yeah, and I would yeah. love to hear about <laughs> how he made that work in rural Georgia. It was, it yeah. was brilliant. So yeah. Joey Boots and Dennis Croft. Yeah, that's good. Those are good ones. Yeah. Uh, I do you, do you want me to go, Brent? I can go. Sure. Um, I would have James Baldwin on um, primarily because I feel like James Baldwin was like pretty much always right. And I would want Brent yeah. to uh, have that <laughs> feeling of being wrong. I want Brent to feel what it's like to be wrong. Oh, you think he would disagree with me? Yes, I do. I do. I do. I think he would disagree with you on a lot of things. Um, And I want you to feel that hard. And then Mm. I would, uh, my other guest would be the drag queen divine because I want to see Elliot feel very uncomfortable. No, I would be very comfortable Mm. around divine. Well, you would, but divine would also try to molest you. And so I want, yeah, that's true. And Elliot has, has a, he, he just, it's very hard to flirt with Elliot. And so I want to see (laughs) that. I want to see divine try to flirt with, Speaking of which, mm-hmm. just to go back to a highlight guest, because Divine makes me think of Meatball, and Meatball was yeah, generally a highlight that guest, too. so fun. Um, I would, let's see, I would have, I do love a gay nerd, and there's a, several to choose from. I would call it the Alan Turing School of LGBT, <laughs> uh, of queerness, to, to quote Alan. I love it, right? But Nate I Silver. would still choose Nate Silver. No, Nate Silver, just oh, I because called him. Uh, he is... You know, really good at what he does. I've been following his Twitter feed during coronavirus. It's very level-headed. It's very fact-based. He's not yeah. a stat- he's not a he's not a an epidemiologist, but he's a statistician and sort of a really the world's only pop culture statistician, really. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is is unique is already unique in the fact that he is gay, but never addresses it. I I always I always appreciate <laughs> understatedness. And uh, my he favorite talks about being gay, and that's why I like <laughs> him. <laughs> uh, and my favorite, my favorite gay villain of all time. I would love to have Gaetan Dugas at dinner. <laughs> Gaetan Dugas is famous. We've discussed him a bunch on the podcast. Very yeah. famously rumored, quote unquote, to be patient zero for 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 HIV. Even though you know that's not true, uh, but he's also kind of painted as out to be like a villain uh, because he was sort of this really promiscuous flight attendant that. Uh, some people argue th- uh, he paid no attention to the science of HIV and he spread the disease to hundreds and hundreds of people. And then other folks point out the fact that he died really before we even knew anything about HIV, yeah. how it was being transmitted and such. So I don't know. I just think I am dying for someone listening to Photoshop <laughs> us at a dinner table with everyone we met. Just, just <laughs> have that be, please, please, I beg of you. 
and another thing. And finally, uh, I thought, so some of my good friends know this about me, that every year for Christmas, I like writing trivia questions for my family, about my family. Uh, and sometimes I do it for my friends um, for their birthdays uh, because it's kind of fun to get questions about your life. Uh, that you get to answer, see if you remember certain things about your friendship uh, or whatever. So I thought for our 100th episode, I would write trivia questions about the three of us and we would answer them uh, individually. So mm-hmm. there will be oh, three rounds. You guys will each go. You We're have terrified. three rounds apiece. We are terrified right now. Um, almost all the questions relate somehow to the podcast or certainly a listener, a regular listener would be able to to, to make an educated guess. So... Without further ado, let us begin. You guys ready? <laughs> no. Yeah, sure. All right, Alan, Alan, let's start. You are first. Round one. Alan. <gasps> what was the name of the lesbian dating app Elliot joined <laughs> oh. just to look around? <laughs> was it her? You are correct, Alan. Yes! It was her. <laughs> okay. Question number two. What was the first year in school that I didn't cry at least once during the school year? Oh, senior year. I don't know. Senior year of high school, correct? Very good. You are two for two. I just assumed it was senior year. You are two for two. Cry Alan. in general or cry at school? Uh, let's had, not get into the weeds I, on that. I, 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 had, I cried at school yeah, every year except for senior year, and I remember like just like towards the end of the year, I was like, "Oh my god, I've made it almost all year without crying." And <laughs> I point. like how you had to. Oh I can't. Okay, yeah. I know it's a bummer. It's a bummer for me too. Um, Alan, before you're making it worse, what was the original working title of the podcast? Oh, um, this is a tough one. This was a tough one. I had forgotten. Uh, this too. Oh, I. I I'm mean, very proud of it too. By the way. Uh. Oh, I don't. I don't remember. Um, oh, I'm gonna say, oh, you son of a bitch! I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. The answer is, grumpy young men. Was it really? Yeah. yeah. Who came yeah. up with that? I did. I'm very <laughs> proud of it. Oh, brother! <laughs> I found I found an old Google Doc with uh, like the description of our podcast. I remember us being. There was a men. lot of hot debate about the title. Yeah. About the, the title, you're making it worse because yes. because I was worried it would be construed too negatively. I think we all were, but then it it just it just it felt right, and we we workshopped it, and it just really kind of felt right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Alan. According to Elliot, he first hooked up in first grade. <laughs> Explain what he means by that. Oh, he just was like on the floor, like base wrestling with this little girl. <laughs> <laughs> his, his classmate that is correct yeah. and as he says as he said quote things happened as he always says oh brother uh and final question of the round alan <clears throat> when he lived in new york what electronic item did elliot have in duplicates in case the first one broke down oh air conditioner <laughs> that is correct yeah he that had a tiny correct. he had this tiny fucking apartment and he had two air conditioners two air conditioners yeah in case, and, and this is to clarify, that's in case the first one broke down. Yeah. He could put the, the other one in within minutes yes. instead of even waiting one yeah. night. Yeah. All right, Elliot, round one. Okay. First question. Located where on Alan's body was the piercing he had to remove for <laughs> his, his cancer taint. treatment? His, his taint. taint. 
So my boyfriend uh, has a hook, listened a hoop on his taint. A hoop on his taint. My boyfriend has listened to only a couple episodes of You're Making It Worse, and that yeah. is one of the ones was the one where Alan <laughs> talks about his taint piercing. And so obviously Alan has now met Vince, but Vince is always like, Alan, the guy with the taint piercing. I'm like, yep, that's <laughs> I am great. So proud. As you should be. Elliot, question number two. If I ever did drag, I would be a, a drag homage to who and what would be my drag name? Oh, uh, um, oh my God. Oh, Erica Badouche. <laughs> Wait, Erica Badouche, or is it, is it an Enya? It's an Enya ref. I forget if it's Enya, but you always say Erica Badouche. Go, go with your heart, Elliot. Go with your Erica heart. Erica Badouche. Elliot, I'm sorry, you're incorrect. I would be a drag homage to Enya. And my name would be Orinoco Ho. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay, question number three. Elliot, off what structure do I often talk about throwing or hurling Alan? <laughs> uh, a bridge. <laughs> That's correct. correct. As you, you did with are... my beloved and uh, uh, recently passed dog, Addison. <laughs> I didn't talk about throwing. I, I joked about putting him in the oven. But that was right, obviously that a joke. That was obviously a joke. Um, all right, Elliot, question number four. In high school, what did Alan do in pictures to avoid, quote, looking fat? <laughs> he, would, he would smile, smile with, do the biggest, widest, open-mouth smile possible. That's correct. <laughs> I would look like Bat Boy. And he's doing it right now. That's, that's, that's Elliot's favorite. So um, good. Elliot, final question of round one. What is my favorite fast food, and have I ever had a first date there? Um, Arby's, of course. First date? I don't think so. I don't think so. You are correct, Elliot. Good for you. That's like sacred ground. It's sacred ground. I, I got shit for going on a first date, from almost all of my friends, for going on a first date to Shake Shack, which I thought was fun. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a think great that's idea. I think that's a great idea. I remember getting actually annoyed because ra- around the time it happened, I told some friends, and everyone shit on me for that. Shake Shack's the Why? best. You don't now. even have to, and you don't even have to wait for like a waiter and or a waitress. Exactly, it's not super expensive, but it's not garbage. It's delicious. It's not cheap way. either. It's exact. That's what I yeah. said. Yeah. Um, all right, Alan. Round number two. This round is called Unhinged, True or False. Okay. <laughs> oh, so, no. As everyone who knows, who listens to the podcast, knows that Elliot is unhinged. But how unhinged is he? You tell me. I will read eight scenarios. Some are true. Some are not. You must tell me if the scenario is true or, in fact, did happen in real life or false. Uh, some we've talked about on the podcast. Some we have not. And of course, I do have to give a disclaimer. These are all references to Elliot's unhingedness prior to meeting his current boyfriend. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so this is this is all pre-relationship. But Alan, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. Okay. True or false? Elliot was once fucked by a stranger in the janitor's <laughs> closet at work. That's true. That is true. Correct, yep. Alan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was one of my favorite discu- that was one of my favorite discussions we've ever had on the podcast. Uh, Elliot, I've never seen Elliot more red in my life, and I call him a mop. Uh, I call him a mop bucket bitch. Uh, now I did the same thing, but not at work, but in a janitor's thing at a hotel or at a apartment. Oh wow! Yeah, I still just I can't get over 
the the balls it takes to do that. Yeah, and, my and 20s I, were I, insane. I mean, look, I give I give you all credit. I mean, I think it's fun. Okay, number two. True or false? Elliot was kicked off Tinder for writing messages that were too <laughs> sexually explicit. False. You're correct. That's yeah, false. He wouldn't do that. That's correct. I wouldn't yeah. do that. Good yeah. for you. That's, yeah. good. That's good. You're also, doing nothing, well. Nothing he could think of would be that sexually suggestive. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number three. Elliot purposefully doesn't wear glasses in the showers at the gym. <laughs> so when someone starts jerking him off, he can't tell who it is. I'm going to say yes. Fault true. That is true. <laughs> that, that is not is true. Yeah. That, you're, is, you're, that is, no. <laughs> that is like a, a verbatim quote from a no, test. So he doesn't not, get a boner. No, you're, <laughs> you're, you're misinterpreting it. If I'm not going to explain what that means. <laughs> see, see that means that it's means true. it's true. That, that means it's true. Um, okay, Alan, you're doing very well. Thank you. I know. Number four, <laughs> Elliot's first wet dream featured the host of Press Your Luck, Peter Tamarkin. Oh, oh, that's hard. I'm gonna say true. It's a tough one, Alan. That's false. Oh. <laughs> His first wet dream was to Jeff Goldblum. Oh, that's unfortunate. I've seen his naked person, by the way. It's, it's pretty that's good. That's right. Alan's seen him naked at the gym. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. You said he's really charming, right? He, like, he waves very everyone. charming. Very charming. Yeah. yeah. Okay, number five. Elliot we're only at five? Jesus Christ. I think we're at five, yeah. <clears throat> Alan. Elliot received a massage from a female masseuse once. <laughs> She gave him a happy ending, even though he asked her to stop. Yeah. Is that the question? Yes, oh, that's, that's true. That's 1,000% true. That yeah. is 1,000% true. Because that is my sister-in-law's favorite story, I he think, felt, from the podcast. Oh, good. He felt bad. He felt bad. I mean, it's like, yeah. how do you feel yeah. bad about someone jerking you off? Just say right. stop. Right. I like to think of it as like Elliot exudes so much sexual energy <laughs> that even when even when he's like, no, please, the person's like, hey, look, we're here. You're Elliot. I get it. I'll just jerk you off. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, oh my god Alan, you're doing really well i'm really proud of you <clears throat> alan number six elliot spends roughly 500 dollars a year on boutique lubricant he buys <laughs> from a company in europe okay i can totally see elliot doing this because elliot does buy some often needless items um but i'm gonna say false Correct. You yes. are right. I, I actually take a lot of you, pride in that you question. You tricked me in that one because, because we make fun of Elliot for that. Yep. True. It, it sounds, sounds true. Exactly. Like yeah. He would totally do it that. It sounds like something yes. he would spend a lot of money and on. And now he's going and to. He, and now and of he's course, going he would to. need in bulk. Not just that he spends a lot of money on it, but he would also need it in bulk. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Alan number seven. Wow. These keep. Okay. A psychic once told Elliot he'll get an STD before the end of the month. Mm. Uh, false. That's correct. You are. It is false. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a psychic. It was me. I once said. Well, that but me. I also feel like uh, Elliot would be terrified of a psychic. So that's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> actually. Yeah. I, it's yeah. actually an angle I hadn't even considered. But you're absolutely yeah. correct. And Alan, final one. I once asked Elliot if he hooked up at his co-working <laughs> space. He said to me, quote, no, but I know where the security cameras are. One. 
thousand percent true. Thousand percent true. Yes, yes, you are correct. Good for you. It was you just, just common knowledge. Nothing. Nothing illicit. I had, I had to get Elliot's explicit permission to ask almost every one of them, and of course, Elliot, you're a wonderful, good sport. Oh, thank you, um, thank you. Right, also, Elliot. that past segment was heavily edited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. All right, Elliot. Round two for you. Multiple choice. Which of the following is not true about Alan? A, Alan thinks his three siblings are dumb. B, he's met every living president. C, a former Republican senator's wife complimented Alan's nails. D, (laughs) Alan has a penis and testicles. Or E, both A and D are incorrect. B. B. Yeah. B is not true. Repeat what it was. Okay, so B is... Alan has you. You think Alan has not met every live, living president? Alan has. I don't. Wait. Sorry. Yeah, I don't think Alan has met every living president. Elliot, I'm sorry to tell you, you are incorrect. Oh, you are incorrect. Twist. Alan has met every living president. Mm-hmm. Alan does not have a penis and testicles. He has a penis and testicle. Testicle. Well, one. I mean, one. I guess testicle, I just, just, just figured. Full <laughs> package. No. And I'll... so the, the correct answer is D. Alan does Got not it. have a penis and testicle. I, I do see. have a penis for the record. You have a penis. <laughs> look, look, that's none of my business. All I know is that you have penis and testicles. All right, number two. Elliot, on the podcast, we discussed deep cut hot guys or guys we find hot who aren't considered conventional heartthrobs. Of the following, who was not on my list? A, Chief Justice John Roberts. B, baseball player Chipper Jones. C, Kel of Keenan and Kel. D, your father, Larry Glazer. Or E, Burke Ramsey, John Bonet's brother, or as Alan calls him, murderer Burke Ramsey. Um, I. Uh, I think it was, I think you left out Chipper Jones, B. This is a tough one. Your father actually was not on that list, even though oh. I do find your father very good looking. I do find your okay, father very it. good looking. Yeah, let's, let's be honest, Larry Glazer is very easy. He's a handsome guy. Very yes. easy, yes. He's uh, the rest of those were on the list. I do think Burke Ramsey is very good looking. Um, I don't see it. Okay, Elliot, as our listeners know, I get lightheaded quite often, most often triggered by a graphic movie scene or a podcast discussing anatomy too intimately. It can happen at any time. Where have I not passed out? A, on a cross-country flight. B, at a movie theater. C, at a sex store. D, in grade school. Or E, while driving on the highway. Uh, (laughs) I think you haven't passed out uh, I think, ironically, you haven't passed out at a sex store. Unfortunately, Ellie, I have passed out at a sex store. <laughs> was it E? Never, it was E. I've never, yeah. I never passed out while driving on the highway. Right. I guess I assumed you meant pulled over from a podcast. Yeah, and... right, right. It's tough. These are tough questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Elliot, I Gmail searched the first email between the three of us. It was from Elliot inviting Alan to join Elliot and I bar hopping that weekend. All of the following are true about that email, except what? A, the email was written in 2008. B, Elliot opened the email with the greeting, quote, what up, ladies? C, the subject line was Viva La Homolution. 
D, in my response to Elliot, I told Alan he needed to prepare his booty hoe for drunk texts. <laughs> or E, Alan did not write us back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Viva la homolution? Homolution? Like mama lotion, that stupid Yiddish play? I guess. Uh, Viva la revolution, maybe? Oh, um, I'm going to go with... Because homolution doesn't sound right to me. I'm going to go with that one. Unfortunately not. The email was actually written in 2010. Mm. 2010? Yeah, which surprised I me. I was like, when did we become friends? Yeah, I thought that's we were, strange. I, I think I we probably, were, I was friends with you first, Brent, because of stand-up. But yeah, but let me also yeah. note, Alan did not write us back, so. Oh, wow. Which, which is not surprising <laughs> for me. I do not do email. Um, okay, and final hmm. question, Elliot. Of the following, Alan dislikes every person but one. Choose the person Alan doesn't hate. <laughs> A, Karamo Brown from Queer Eye. Hates B, him. me, whenever I'm not praising Elizabeth <laughs> Warren. <laughs> C, Nico Tor- Tortorella. Yeah. D, Jesse Smollett. Or E, Max Emerson. Oh, I mean, you, Alan doesn't hate Max Emerson. You're correct. Elliot, hey, that's the first one you got. Right. Hey, good for you. Well done. <laughs> I'm going to text him that. I'd be like, see, I don't hate you. Um, and all right, last final round. Uh, Alan, round three. Okay, Fill last in time. the blank. Fill oh, in the blank. God, these are always so stressful. When I go to a doctor's or dentist's office, I often steal their blank. Hmm. Uh, uh, the gloves. I love latex gloves, and yeah. I always take a. I always yeah, swipe a pair for myself. <laughs> yeah, so weird. I love it. No, it's great. I, I support it completely. Uh, number two, I often say Alan is at his most serious when he's telling me that I am not an blank person. I'm oh. not a blank person. Oh, is this for me? No, this is for all, oh, all for Alan. Wait, say that again. You're. <laughs> Alan is at his most serious when he's telling me that I am not a blank person. I mean, I know what this is. I don't know. I, I mean, the first, I, no, I don't know. The first thing I remember you getting pissed at you for saying over and over again was patriarchy. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. You, you always tell Can me I that I'm not. Yeah, go ahead. An animal person. That's right. Alan is very serious <laughs> oh, when he tells yes. me I'm not an animal person. Yeah. Oh, no, he's I... not. I'm sorry. You Fundamentally, you cannot be an animal person if you refer to animals as it. <laughs> it. <laughs> it. All right. Alan. Alan often talks of his jealousy that I graduated from the University of Michigan, but I spent my first semester in college at the University of blank. Uh, for the record, I do not. I am not <laughs> jealous of that. Um, uh, uh, you spent your first semester. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know this one. I don't take it, Elliot. I don't know. Minnesota? You are correct. University oh, of Minnesota. that's right. That's bit. right. I always forget that. I always forget that because I just assume Michigan. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, and finally, coronavirus binge shopping and seeing empty grocery shelves hmm. gives Elliot sloppy <laughs> blank. Oh, I know this because it confuses me. Diarrhea. <laughs> it gives him sloppy diarrhea. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Sloppy? Um, Who said sloppy? Uh, 
all diarrhea is the diarrhea is sloppy. <laughs> um, all right, Elliot, final question is a short answer. And all it is is I'm currently wearing a hoodie from Aviator Nation, which features colorful stripes on it. What is my complaint about this hoodie? Oh, he's showing us the hoodie, guys, just so you know. Uh, uh, what is Why do I hate this hoodie? Because... Colorful rainbow style stripes. Why do you hate it? It's mm-hmm. like muted rainbow, though. It's yellow, orange, red, blue, and purple, right. I think it is. Uh, I don't know. Is it like your banana hook titties or whatever you say? <laughs> no, everyone thinks this is a gay pride hoodie. <laughs> and <laughs> it annoys me. Why would they like, think people that? People think that like, I'm just, and it annoys me because it's really expensive and I really like the style, but I'm like, mm-hmm. people think I'm like a walking billboard. For well, rights, but that said, me. the other day you texted us a picture of you wearing a, a gay Joe Biden shirt. Yeah, that's that's correct. So, and with, I a ra- with a I, rainbow on it. I was strutting around Hollywood. Yes, you were. <laughs> guys, have you guys bought yourself a Joe Biden work, t-shirt yet? Work, that's on the way. question. Work, on its work, way. Work. Alan, you can't because you are a journalist, but maybe... <laughs> I am just right? saying. I, I well, I, yeah. I'm just saying. Quiet. If you want to know my political <laughs> views, just like look at my likes on Instagram <laughs> or Twitter. Yeah. Right. I was gonna. I was gonna. Say, I think we know your political views, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Don't get well, me in it. trouble. That's it. It sounds like Elliot isn't very good friends with us because he doesn't uh, yeah, sorry. know all of the, the questions. But oh, at I least won? we got through. Alan, you won by I think oh, by yes, a hell of a margin. Yeah. yeah. Suck it. Yeah, good for you. I'm really proud of you, Alan. I'm the rose of this group. I'm very competitive. What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about 100 episodes of your Making It Worse? You guys are too liberal. <laughs> <laughs> My Aunt Joanne would say, um, and still no one's talked about uh, fisting. <laughs> How does she about, know about fisting? I don't know. How about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, I think you guys are using that hemorrhoid cream under your eyes because you don't look 100. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. 100 episodes in, Mm -hmm. we thank you so much for being um, a loyal audience and for for joining us every week. We really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll let the the guys say whatever they want to say, but on behalf of myself... I thank you guys so much for listening, and we uh, we hope we bring you yeah. some fun stuff every week. Okay, yeah, I'll second that. We hope we bring you fun stuff fun every stuff. week. <laughs> yeah, and we and we and guys, if you, I mean, thank you so much for listening, and please again go rate us on Insta or on uh, iTunes and share with your friends. And I am I'm so grateful for everything. I'm just surprised we haven't gotten as many nudes on our Instagram DM than oh. I, I thought we would. <laughs> I assumed we would because we're three handsome men. That's true. Um, that's My, right. Yeah, I haven't gotten any. I haven't gotten any. I, I, I mean, get, well, no, I, I've gotten, is, I don't want any. I don't want any. I've never, I've, I've like some. never I've had some. DM, like I've never had someone slide into my DMs in an oh. aggressive sexual way. You, I post one I Sadie picture and much. it's like boom. That's there's really yeah. Oh yeah. You get yeah. maybe maybe Orinoco Ho mm-hmm. should start posting mm-hmm. more pictures. People have a response to drag. Wow, a sexual <laughs> response too. Here we go. <laughs> well, well, thank again, you for listening. Thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening, guys. See yeah, you soon. Guys. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>